0: Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. I'm Nick. I'm Chris. And I'm Caleb. And
1: uh, we're not alone tonight.
0: We are not alone.
1: No, we're not. We have a very special guest. She's an agent, a friend to some of us, and a wife to one of us. You have to find (laughs) out throughout the course of the podcast. with us for Allison Irvin, everybody. Allison Irvin.
2: Hey.
0: Welcome.
3: Hey, guys.
2: Agent to the stars. Agent to the
0: (laughs) stars. Hollywood royalty. (laughs) Media gadfly.
3: I mean, I like my clients. I've got some pretty, some pretty cool clients. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Yeah, well,
1: we're happy to have you here, and, uh... We picked something. I picked something this week. Uh, the Empire Records soundtrack. Hey, everybody. Sitting ovation. Sitting ovation. It's a good one. <laughs> sitting ovation. And I think uh, this soundtrack's also special to you, Allison. Is that right?
3: It is. I have probably seen this movie upwards of a hundred times. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Jesus! And uh, when my... <laughs> Triple digits. my Whoever people guess my husband is when we first started dating I made him watch it about three times the first <laughs> month we were dating until he probably told me, Stop doing that. Not a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Not a
4: lie. Not a lie.
3: <laughs> what's he, what's
0: he I love this from?
4: movie as well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I rewatched it recently. I don't think I'd seen it since uh you know, probably 20 years or whatever. I think it's about 23 years old or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 1995. 95.
1: Yeah. So this is a little bit early for us. Usually we're in the 97, 98, 99 <laughs> region. <laughs> this is in our, and this so. is streaming
2: on Net- Netflix? Am it it right? is it's, on Netflix. It's
1: streaming on Netflix. You guys can play along. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we jump right into it? What do we think? Let's do it. This is track one. This is Gin Blossoms with Till I Hear It From You.
4: Didn't ask, they shouldn't have told me. At first, I'd laugh, but now, sinking in fast, whatever sold me. Well, baby, I don't want to take advice from fools. I'll just make everything is cool until I hear it from you. I'm
0: feeling angsty already.
2: This is, uh, this song is. Basically, the entire purpose for the soundtrack and the movie, yeah, was all to get this song on a on a record.
0: Did any of you guys own this soundtrack? I, I did. I did not. I, did.
3: I think I still did have not. the CD. Actually, amazing. It's, it's in a box in our apartment. It, it I'm was, pretty sure I still have it.
1: It was absolutely like a. Uh, like a, a notch on a lot of people's belts to have this soundtrack, this CD in your in your uh, CD collection. I feel like I saw it in a lot of houses. And uh, I think in
2: uh, the 90s. I mm-hmm. think I had a single of one of the songs on the soundtrack. Sing
0: lucky. Uh,
2: so I'll I'll spring that when that song comes around. Right. It wasn't the Jim Blossoms.
0: I saw one review of this uh, movie and soundtrack or whatever, and it said uh, the soundtrack that could use a script. Ouch. was not happy.
2: So, apparently, the movie studio wanted to make a movie with a lot of music in it, um, kind of off of the success of the Bodyguard soundtrack. I think it it was the same studio.
1: Yeah, when I think Bodyguard, I think Empire (laughs) Records. Well, it was was (laughs) illogical.
2: um, And they had a deal with a different uh, music label, but then they wanted this Gin Blossom song on the soundtrack, which was on AM Records. And so then they like. They wanted to tap into that roster. They made a deal with AM. Most, if not all, the music on here is like on the AM label. And then most of all of the music that's in the movie that, that didn't make it on the soundtrack was because it wasn't on AM. Which is huge. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, like the 40 great music. songs. Yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> Some of my favorite songs are in the movie.
1: I mean, there's music playing the entire movie oh, pretty yeah. much. I'd say more. More often than not, there's sometimes two
0: songs at the same time. Yeah. And there's
1: the the classic fight over who's playing what song. And they're like, that song sucks. Listen to this song now.
0: That was the first time that I heard that ACDC song, If You Want Blood. Yeah. When um, (laughs) Anthony LaPaglia's character starts playing the drums Drums in his office. office. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so cool. Oh, man. So he just has to deal with these terrible teenagers. (laughs) He should just hire some good employees.
1: are, Are they supposed to be like, 16, 17, 18? Yeah. Yeah, this must yeah? yeah, be like
3: college age. Like yeah. or getting right into, right into high, yeah, yeah, right out
1: of
2: high school, going wow. into college. I, too, I, I read that one of the actors uh, lied about his age to get cast. He said he was a teenager and he was 29. Whoa! <laughs> was, uh, Which one? Coyote Shivers. Oh, well, yeah. He was, he was nice. what? Like, like
3: 27?
2: No, he was 29. He's still telling people that he's 29. <laughs> no, he doesn't look it.
3: <laughs>
0: Not even in this. No we'll get more to that later this is track two this is the cranberries with lyre that's a good one
2: Chris is laughing, but I really like the cranberries. Yeah, no, the
1: cranberries are great, but you do... It, it is like... Does she pick words intentionally to yodel a bit? You know what I mean. I mean, not she, not she does. Ball, 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 tonson, tonson. <laughs> no, I'm not trying
0: to uh, throw shade on the cranberries. And rest in peace, cranberry lead singer. I think this uh, soundtrack may have been introducing some of the some of the songs by some of these artists. Mm-hmm. It's
2: mostly, I think. Well, this song was. Um, it was during the sessions for the Cranberries' first album, but it didn't make the actual album. Uh, but I think, yeah, there might be only a couple um, songs on this on the soundtrack that don't appear on other things, or that do appear on other things. Even that Gin Blossom song, which was a huge hit, they wanted to put it on their second album, but then like the record label somehow could, I convinced them not to. Mm-hmm. And I think it ended up screwing them pretty bad.
3: Yeah, because that was a huge hit. Yeah. Well, so I love... This song, the Cranberries one, because and I would play it off this soundtrack. And I think I was maybe like ten or eleven, and my first quote-unquote boyfriend had broke it up with me, and I played this song to him oh, yeah. <laughs> because I was so mad and angsty. And... Was
1: it on a Walkman? And you were like, put these headphones.
3: <laughs> no, I mean we had a, I had a a, a discman. Oh, okay. Oh, so okay. you know I didn't have this on cassette tape. I had it on a CD. But oh, I rem- I remember in like sixth grade and i was so mad and i was like you need to listen to this song because this is about you which is <laughs> the most ridiculous thing in the world but it's probably it's about like song. some prime
2: minister or something right? yeah
3: it's like probably something very political yeah, yeah exactly the trouble and in my stupid 10 year old 11 year old brain i was like oh this guy's such a liar and uh, you know, because obviously I knew everything I know about men when I was
2: <laughs> yeah. eleven. I, lo- <laughs> I mean, there's so much of my feelings about '90s music and kind of that vibe, and a lot of the songs on here are triggering like some deep nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have a really hard time separating whether it's like, is this really good or is this just something that I'm like happy to hear again. And I think the Cranberries are good. Especially, I love like, the Cranberries. Yeah, that yeah. First oh, album is yeah.
0: really good. No, R.I.P. Dolores. Yeah. A little... Too much yodeling, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I mean, well, i this one. But yeah. but
2: Linger. Uh, there's another song I can't remember. Zombie. Well, Zombie is a big one. I yeah. like the slower ones better. Oh,
3: okay. I love Zombie because my brother and I would think it was really funny we used to think she was saying salami and so to to drive my dad crazy on road trips because he would play (laughs) we'd like be driving to california or something and he would play that and my brother and i would just be screaming salami salami and it would piss my dad off so much and my brother and i just thought it was the most hysterical thing like to just make up words but especially to the cranberry songs because Sometimes you can't really understand. Man, if Dolores
2: knew how much impact she was having in shaping young minds. I know.
3: (laughs) Salami, salami. Um, Can you imagine if that song was about salami? I mean, zombie's great enough, but salami. Salami
1: and your boyfriend. I mean. (laughs) It's the granders at all the.
3: And you know what's sad is I don't even remember what that guy's name was. Oh,
1: man. Shout out to that loser. Right?
3: (laughs) I mean, he missed his opportunity, obviously.
0: Wherever you are out there, this next track is for you. Uh, Edwin Collins uh, popping up again here on track listing. This is track three with a girl like you.
4: I've never known a girl like you before. I'm just like any song from.
0: Edwin Collins of uh, Orange Juice fame, yeah. uh, who previously appeared in the Austin Powers oh, okay. soundtrack.
3: Yeah, Man, this, he has a great voice. This
2: was the single that I had. And it might have been like a CD maxi disc, now that I think about it. but uh,
1: Rip It Up? Was that the Orange Juice? That
2: is scene? the yeah. Orange Juice yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. love Orange Juice, and it took me decades to, p- to put it together that Edwin Collins was from Orange Juice. I just assumed it was some, like, 90s. I always get this song, uh, I don't get it confused, but I... I associate it so strongly with the urge overkill uh, cover of the Neil Diamond song that was on Pulp Fiction, as we
0: all do. <laughs> <laughs> it was,
2: I think they, I think it was like Radio Hits, the same like uh, same year or two, and they kind of, I mean, this throwback British like loungy mm-hmm. kind of dirty guitar stuff.
0: Yeah, that, he's great. He's got some good stuff.
3: The mm-hmm. scene in the movie is so good.
0: I don't remember which scene. This oh, was.
3: it's when uh, Renee Zellweger and Rex Manning are going at it yeah, on the yeah, copier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And he's wearing that silk purple shirt that is so <laughs> horrible, and he's wearing frosted makeup, and his hair is, ugh. Yeah, he's, a,
1: he's pretty great in this. <laughs> he, Rex Manning day. Well, he,
3: the guy that plays Rex Manning was the lead in Grease 2 opposite Michelle Pfeiffer, That's right. and he was so handsome in that movie and, like, very sweet and... You know, and, and then in this, his motorcycle he's so creepy. skills were
1: great, and you know, he, yeah, everyone thought he died, but he came back. Yeah, and so you know, yeah.
3: Chris too, also a very sexy underrated Rexy. Movie. Oh, well, Rexy, 2. you're so sexy. <laughs>
1: Grease 2 was, ah, was so much more out there than the first Grease. Like, so good. First Grease like pretty standard, and Grease 2, I think it was kind of a departure. And there's sort of like, like a like rapey, Supernatural. Yeah, there's like uh, a
3: rapey bunker scene. Oh, yeah, where he's like,
1: <laughs> the world's ending, we have to procreate. And then uh, it turns out he was lying, and he had locked her in a bunker. Um, <laughs> oh, God. No. Uh, I was going to say... Uh,
2: this is about Rex Manning Day because I, I see it now that I'm on Twitter like every year when Rex Manning Day comes along. April 8th is April Rex Manning Day. 8th. 8th, we should have. People get him <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: he's coming. He's coming.
0: <laughs> we can jump right into track four. This is the martinis with free.
3: Omnipresent.
2: of into it um so that's like it's one of the guys from the pixies and his wife and some people so even though it's kind of uh if not an unknown band a lesser known band Mm -hmm. it's not kind of out of left field uh like some of these bands (laughs) we're gonna come across Mm -hmm. uh but this is like a 90s sound that that i'm into yeah it's not like grunge voice it's not like, bad trip hop.
0: I like, could see, picture some of the characters in the movie, you know, listening to that song, but not the character that uh, Ethan Embry plays. Oh, is he? Uh, Mark. Yeah, Mark. Mark. The guar fan. With the... A... Oh, the okay. Mark with the K. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Cool, cool. Well, I, this scene in this movie is so good, too, because it's when Robin Tinney is shaving her yeah, head.
1: Deb shaving her head. Yeah. In the and bathroom.
3: And fun fact is that she made the craft... That same year that she was making empire records oh, yeah. and like, in the craft she's wearing a wig work. the whole time because yeah. she shaved her head for this movie good
1: for robin Tunney; she's great I she's she was amazing so great in this movie and the craft she's awesome um yeah I, this was like I, I i'm afraid this movie begat a lot of like you wouldn't understand my problems and it's like well can i help no no <laughs>
3: Angsty teenage nineties. We're
1: all here trying to help you. Shut up! Get out of my coffin.
0: This is my funeral. Yeah.
1: You're like we're all really like accommodating for you right now, and you're being really selfish.
2: This movie had like uh, 40 minutes cut out of it by the studio, Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of like uh, character decisions like uh, inside the movie that don't really make any sense. Like everybody's angry for. You don't really know why.
3: <laughs> and then some characters just show up like yeah. up, like the pizza guy yeah, yeah. comes like for a bit. Yeah. I heard that uh, Coyote, Coyote
2: Shivers was like really not into uh, like all the dancing scenes. So he would just like squirrel away so he wasn't around. <laughs> and so that's why he's hardly in the movie at all. But he's somehow a main character.
3: <laughs> that makes sense. He's probably like in the booths. Oh, yeah, Sitting he's like the older himself. guy that
0: works at the record store as well. <laughs>
2: he's not supposed to be older. <laughs> <laughs> it was clear he was supposed to be older. No, he's, he's Liv Tyler's uh, stepdad at he this is. time. <laughs> right. Very, bizarre. very strange. Yeah, God. that
1: must have been a little weird.
3: She was like 17 when they made this movie. Okay. He was 29. Yeah. I was joking
1: around. They gave Liv Tyler like one too many character attributes in this. Like, oh, she's, you know... A secret genius that's going to harvard and like her dad uh there's like some real issues there and she wants to have sex with rex manning but like his, you know virgin and she has a speed problem well,
2: like, well, d- like, it what? was a very much like a um a, a save by the bell like drug moment yeah, oh, yeah, where it's like i'm into pills and it's like you're taking pills it's like that's not that's not how drug addicts act and there's no like I'm stressed out, I just like the pills, I can't stop, what? You're like, no, you're not on pills. Yeah,
1: you're also very <laughs> muted for someone who's on sp- like that amount of speed. Like, yeah, yeah. Pops one like Altoids every ten minutes or And
2: you don't seem busy at all, you're just like hanging yeah. in a record store. What yeah, are you? I
3: know. Like, well, it's Rex Manning Day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Sexy Rexy. <laughs> Let's listen to track five. This is Toad the Wet Sprocket with Crazy Life.
4: to crazy uh, in the
0: Ah, toad the wet sprocket.
2: <laughs> it's like one of my top. Three examples of ridiculous band names, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean the story behind it's kind of funny. But there's, a th- I feel like '90s band names are the same as like tech companies about five years ago, where you just have to have something that you can Google that's not so just like Flugel or something. That's just like no not... one's ever going to say. Yeah, that. and so it's the same thing. It's like there's no bands called Toad the Wet Sprocket. Genius. Here we go. Um, it was a Monty Python sketch.
0: Okay. Uh, oh. Where it was, the
2: joke was kind of the worst band name. Um, the one funny story anecdote about it was Eric Idle was apparently driving around and he was listening to the radio, and they were like, "Coming up next, Toad the Wet Sprocket." He's like, "What?" It's like, "No, <laughs> <A> smart name. <laughs> I came up with that name." <laughs> <laughs> I'm <just freaking> out. <laughs>
1: Drives to the radio. <laughs> it's like hey, the, the whole studio.
2: point of the sketch is that nobody would ever have a band that name. I don't get it.
0: I can't do the accent. Do we remember <laughs> when that song was playing in the film? Oh no, no. I don't, I don't remember <sighs> do that I, one standing. I don't out. remember. I it tell, there's so much music. In there's this so folder. much music. I, I was taking
1: notes, and then a lot of the songs I like couldn't Google on the fly, and I was like, ah. So, um, my apologies. Um,
0: there's not too much to say about Toad.
1: My my buddy Peter Moore, who I want to have on the on the podcast, he was he's, he's been a opening, guy. He's been opening for Toad the Wet Sprocket. He oh. did uh, last week at the City Winery. Okay, we were recording. still playing shows. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I, I did.
2: I did read one quote where it was like the lead singer was like, "the the band name was definitely a, like a joke that went too far." And now we're just living that joke. Oh boy. We are the caricatures
0: of ourselves.
1: Yeah. I, I, I would listen to an interview with the string cheese incident and they're like, "Tell us about the name." They're like, "We really we really screwed the pooch on that because now it's like almost unbearable at this point." And they're like, "But but if anything good came out of it, it's like people go, "Oh, did you go to the incident at this?" Or like the incident that happened in Nest, you know, like so that like, is the most good, ridiculous
0: dope. band name out there. <laughs> no, Toad the Wet Sprocket's worse than drinking <laughs> man. I have to go head to head on this one.
2: <laughs> it was literally like, uh, like four or five college educated British guys sat down and probably, they probably like brainstormed for a couple hours what the worst band name was. They could have just was been probably playing
0: like, that sentence game or they just go and they're like Toad, The, Wet, that, Sprocket It There was, it was probably like
3: oh, okay, oh, a big chalkboard with a
2: bunch of bad band names crossed off and then one circled like five times and it was Toad, The, Wet, Sprocket. <laughs>
3: they just went through a dictionary and pointed at random words like you open it to a random
0: page. <laughs> I guess that's our name. <laughs> In the movie you may remember Ethan Embry's uh, character is uh, Mark. His his idea for his band is called Mark, but it's spelled with a, uh, a K instead of a C. No, it's <laughs> spelled <laughs> with a C, <laughs> of a C instead of a K. K. Pardon yeah. me, pardon me. That, like
1: sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't tell you how much I really based um, my behavior off of. <laughs> Ethan Embry in this movie, and like you know, I was young. It's like I want to be that guy. It's like, hey uh,
3: uh, all right, uh, but cool. he's so likable. Yeah, he yeah. is the most really likable. He's so likable, and so like,
1: oh. and kind of relatable, believable.
2: Yeah, enough. and he's
3: having so much fun, and he's just happy to be doing what he's doing, and he's listening to music and. Yeah.
0: And what does Roy Cochran's character Lucas say? He's like, always mess with their minds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's just acting like the a kid, the Karate Kid. Yeah, guy yeah. the whole movie. Damn the man. Yeah. Uh, is he, wait, is he, is he the today? one that steals the yeah. money yeah. at the beginning? Yeah. So Lucas. he was in
3: Days of Confused yeah, yeah. around
2: the same time. Talk man. about wig work. Yeah. He was wearing a wig in that, playing Ethan Embry from Empire Records.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, crazy. A little switcheroonie there. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's amazing. Let's listen to track six. This is Bright as Yellow by The Innocence Mission.
4: And you love- and I to Ivan speaking Enter rooms with great joy shots. Happy to be meeting.
2: All vibes. This actually, you know, kinda of reminds me of like a cowboy junkies, like a little bit of an old country nineties. Yeah. Yeah.
1: it's pretty good
0: yeah, yeah so far i feel like a lot of the songs on the soundtrack are of that same kind of same kind of vibe yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. it's kind of blending together already. yeah
0: yeah Maybe. a little wallpaper <laughs> yeah Just, where's I, the acdc man where's yeah, guar the <laughs> <Where's laughs> dire straits
2: yeah uh romeo and juliet romeo and juliet yeah.
0: that was I the first time i heard song. that song when i saw the movie I remember Um, liking that song a lot when I was a kid,
3: and it's such a great scene where they're dancing. Yeah, Yeah. everyone the UPS
0: UPS ladies like having a great
1: day. Yeah, I'll say. Uh, at the end of the movie, not to fast forward too much, but where they're like, nothing really is resolved that much except for they kind of ran Rex Manning out of town. And then they're all just dancing on the rooftop and it's like very like a Friends in the Fountain moment. Like, everything's great. Oh, but that's, uh,
2: that's my, one of my favorite songs of all songs is that the the song, This is the Day. Yeah. Um, I, Okay, if we're talking about the end of the movie, I will, we're talking about like characters we can relate to. Uh, by all accounts, I should relate to the deadbeat who goes to art school, but in who reality, looks
3: exactly like Nick. <laughs> <laughs> by no the way, way. So kind of no,
2: a, no. <laughs> uh, But but I relate to the the store owner Anthony LaPaglia, who <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. he gets bullied by these teenagers into like uh, buying his record store. This is right before the record business colla- collapses. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> we're, we're led to believe like it, that was probably the worst. Uh, career move he could have ever done <laughs> yeah
2: all those kids go off to their fancy colleges they probably were part of the dot-com bubble <laughs> living in fancy homes and he's like in delaware and then going bankrupt right, the
0: film is po- supposedly set in delaware which i can't get any uh, clues on while watching the movie are there any giveaways?
1: There's a giant bridge, and they're close to Atlantic City. <laughs> but the, you, okay, but,
2: but I, was, I think it was filmed in North Carolina. Yeah, it was
3: filmed in North Carolina yeah, on a yeah. on a soundstage. But they it is supposed it to out. be in Delaware. Oh wow!
1: Yeah. Right. There's some like I thought it was like some iconic like Delaware coastal like bridge in the background off the uh, off the roof.
3: Maybe that was B-roll. Probably.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Anthony, poor Anthony Polly probably threw himself off that bridge after everything <laughs> yeah. went under all his life savings.
3: Yeah, like. Five years, five
1: years max. Did that like record store make any sort of money?
0: Now he went on to be on um, what is that show that he was on? It's kind of one of those like true crime oh, shows, like oh,
2: without we... a trace, or no, uh, it was. It was uh, I think it was, one was one of the, without a trace. It was a CBS. Yeah, it, it, uh, it might procedural. have been without a
3: trace. I can't um, remember. We just looked this up. Too. And also,
2: um, the Lucas he ended Roy up in one, one of the mm-hmm. CSIs, mm-hmm. CSI oh, Miami, maybe. And then, uh, Robin Tooney, she was in. It is without a trace. Yeah. Robin Tooney was in a uh, procedural. Maybe it was uh, the one with the, the guy who pretends to be a psychic.
3: The mentalist. The mentalist. mentalist. There she we was go. also in Prison Break, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It was a I, great yeah, show.
1: I thought she was underutilized after the craft. I think she did like her last big move was Vertical Limit, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, which is bad.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: That's climbing. all you can really say. Climbing about a that. Mount- it's like only so much can happen on a mountain, and Which they are bad. climbing with explosives and they keep blowing up.
0: <laughs> well, track seven this is Better Than Ezra making their first appearance hey. on track listing with Circle of Friends.
2: try to make decisions when you try to water this thing down look up once in a while you see it's not so clear the things you believe in are the
4: things
0: that's what oh, yeah i remember between my friends in middle school it was always um who do you like better better than ezra or less than jake <laughs> <laughs> very different very bands. different bands <laughs> that's a pretty good question though but, yeah. less than to jake to be fair
2: yeah, um, classic ska.
1: As good as uh, Marvin, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> that's a yeah. great band. I'd yeah, yeah. uh-huh. uh, like. Uh, that's like classic. When I think '90s, sort of. You know, I don't. I mean, what, what would you even call this? That? Is
2: like second generation grunge. Is kind yeah. of like uh yeah. the- you know the aftershocks of the tr- the grunge explosion
0: things kind of settled down this uh, is like, like P- better than Ezra Pete
2: and Pete grunge <laughs> yeah. They, oh yeah so they alive. gave it's us exactly. the classic rock and roll phrase wah
0: wah
1: wah wah oh
0: <laughs> oh, that's amazing
1: <laughs> okay i was gonna ask when i was uh reeling for uh <laughs> something about rex manning who do you think that was sort of based on because he was he had all these like elvis vibes i have uh I, was like, was I have an idea pump?
2: but it well the music is definitely based on robert palmer yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. With,
1: like the, the music video too it's got
2: Addicted those like definitely sexy yeah too but. but the vibe is like a Neil Diamond or a Tom yeah. Jones, yeah, like or yeah, like
3: Tom Jones or like Don Johnson or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. Shout out to the wedding singer. A previous episode yeah. where the, the boyfriend is like really trying to uh, emulate Don Johnson. In every episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what a terrible person. To <laughs> <to be. laughs>
0: do we remember when that Better Than Ezra song was playing in the film? <sighs> I'm afraid, just some like feel good background <laughs> music. I'm
1: afraid we so, have it? to stop asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like ah,
2: so much music, ah, too much music. I did but... read that apparently Toby Maguire got cut out of this movie.
0: Yeah, there right. were how many characters that got cut out in the edit total? It was like there's... four main characters. Yeah, yeah. Main Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, totally gone.
1: Just like eight more people. I that saw some in stills from like
0: you know the uh, from the set, and I was like, "Who who's that?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of their like great friends. Yeah, it's yeah. just not in the movie at all. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Uh, and also,
2: the Coyote Shivers character was they originally wanted Billy Joe Armstrong, but he couldn't oh. do it because he was uh. on tour or something.
0: I guess this was a thing that fell out of the hands of the uh, the writer. And I heard her in some interview, and she mentioned how she didn't watch. The movie for a long time, uh, but when she did see it, she was uh very unhappy with the way that it had turned out, yeah, yeah and I mean, having lost control. The of, director, too, like uh, Alan, the Alan Moyle,
1: yeah, was director, and then Carol, uh, Heikinen, and she didn't right, really, write yeah, the writer, yeah, the writer, she didn't really do much, um, besides this. She has one other. Uh, flick that some of us well, maybe
0: we'll find it. out in the uh, 2020 uh, Broadway production of Empire Records what the real story is. Oh, hey. I
3: mean, it all goes to the studio, yeah, that's what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I see this every day, yeah, yeah. where yeah, well, it goes to like studio. Dumped, I mean,
2: obviously, with the music, they dumped a ton of mo- like money into this movie as uh, millions, and then they at the box office, it was it, a, it was not a flop a yeah, they they like uh, they just dumped it on like a few screens and it made like two hundred thousand dollars, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty yeah. brutal.
1: Like, even, there's so many side, like, subplots you can tell didn't get uh, fleshed out at all. Like, Coyote Shiver shows up, and you're like, where's he been? Yeah. Who is this guy? And you're like, is he dating Robin Tenney's character? Like, I have no idea who this person is. And then he's just, like, around and kind of doesn't do anything. And you're like, all right. But it kind of, it, it like, accidentally encapsulates,
2: like, 90s uh, teenagers in a way because everybody's really upset, but because the movie's been butchered, you don't know why. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, that's the way teenagers are. It's like everybody's deeply disturbed, but it's just like mostly for no
0: reason. That's true. That's yeah, true. it's just all teen- going to be fine, They're guys. they just teenagers. If you're listening out there, it's all going to be totally fine. <laughs>
2: Those were probably Tic Tacs. She probably wasn't even taking drugs.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. You're perfect! <laughs> you're perfect life! Yeah, <laughs> Renee Zellweger's big Oscar moment. Big meltdown that. scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. she's And you know what? She's great in this. Yeah, she's, great
3: she's fantastic in this. She's very...
2: Uh, what's the name? Joey Lauren Adams?
3: Yeah. I Chasing like, Amy. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> when I think of this movie, it could be either It could, it could be <laughs> 100%. interchangeable. Hundred yeah.
3: percent. You're uh, perfectly <laughs> <laughs> perfect life. <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: perfect. <laughs> there's some uh there's some line that Liv Tyler says under her like breath when she's like uh like her dad sends her like a congratulations something and he's like ever good enough for him? Is it? <laughs> it's like, it's just, oh. like, she just sent him flowers, or she just he just sent her flowers. It's terrible. Oh man, jeez. A lot of angst. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, this band making their certainly first appearance on track listing. This is Ape Hangers with "I Don't Want to Live Today." to ape Hangers for bringing up the
2: soundtrack. I could not find much about Apehangers. Uh only oh, that they're named man. after uh handlebars on a motorcycle. <laughs>
1: nice.
0: Oh. Nice work, Caleb. <laughs>
2: yeah, deep deep.
1: I'm really into music. That weird is, flex. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. That is the uh opening of the store uh pick that uh Mark picks. It's like the first yeah, one because yeah. it's his day. He picks the the correct m m Yeah. Oh, right. And then it immediately gets overrided by uh, uh, the guy, not Corey, but um, uh, Johnny Whit- Whiteworth's
0: uh, character.
3: AJ?
1: AJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we haven't <laughs> talked about AJ too much.
3: He looks like Nick.
0: He looks like Nick. Uh, we mentioned that already. Mentioned He's on his way <laughs> to looks art school. Just He's, like oh, Nick. That's right, yeah.
3: He's,
2: He's trying got a to a 90s go to, uh... sweater that covers up almost all the hand, just the fingers tip <laughs> yeah. out.
3: I'm pretty sure he has a sweater like that. <laughs>
1: He, a he did uh, he did use my technique of um you know trying to date girls in high school, which was uh just never talk to them draw <laughs> draw a picture of them of them from afar and then wait till like you know you're about to leave to confess your undying love for them and then you know. Have it not work.
3: <laughs> no, they get together in the end. Yeah, but he's going to
1: art school. Q Gin Blossoms. But she's, but she's going to Harvard
3: and he's going to art school to be closer. How do you think Nick and I got together? Jeez. Oh, hey. so yeah. That's how that happened. No, it's not. Okay. I, could, that, never, I could never get into Harvard. Let's
0: is he watch. trying to go to art school at BU? Is that what's happening? And she's going to Harvard?
2: Uh, maybe uh, RISD? Oh.
3: I think, he, I think he's... I think he seems,
2: he, he's too dumb for RISD. <laughs> no!
3: Ooh.
1: Also, so, hey. resident artist, how does his uh, little charcoal, uh, you know, drawings turn out? I don't, no, I don't, I don't
2: remember. So I don't remember what they looked like.
1: Just, uh, you know, Liv Tyler... Uh, what, way too uh, buxom in the drawings <laughs> you're like what's that uh, uh, <laughs> like, what's that oh, night? Night? <laughs> oh,
0: weird Had maybe he ended school.
1: up at mass art I don't know
2: oh, oh
0: nice. burn no,
2: <laughs> it's, a fall, no it's, it's a good school it's <laughs> a good school fallen Harvard
0: this is uh, track 9 this is Cracker with a whole lot of trouble
4: there's <laughs> no
0: Cracker's second appearance on track listing previously on the Clueless episode. Yes, I yeah. had a cover on Clueless. Yes. Um,
2: I'm on the record as saying that I kind of like Cracker. I'm not crazy about this song okay um cracker and they uh camper van beethoven which i, mm-hmm. I like some of their early
0: stuff i think i told you guys i was at a bar and um was talking about soundtracks with the bartender and uh cracker came up in conversation and i mentioned cracker was just on an episode we did and he's like Cracker is my uncle. Oh, yeah. I was, I was there for <laughs> that. Yeah, that was amazing. We Not like, to be confused like, with Uncle Cracker. <laughs> right. Exactly. He was probably exactly. talking about Uncle We Cracker. did clarify immediately. <laughs> yeah. like, no, you're just talking about your Uncle Cracker. <laughs>
2: yeah. He just said Uncle Cracker. He's yeah. my yeah. uncle. You're like, Tomo. oh, Cracker. He's like, yeah. Uncle Cracker. And you're like, Cracker's your uncle? And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Get out of here. First? Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw that the guy from Cracker produced one of the other bands on here, but I don't remember which one.
1: Cracker's pretty good. Again, it... Still kind of wallpapery to me. This I is, think this is
2: definitely like uh and Records. has got a little uh, incestuous on this soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like that that '90s Herb Herb Alpert sound. You know that A and M was Herb Alpert was uh, the A in A M. Was he Was really? Yeah, and he's he's like a maybe like a hundred millionaire at this point. Golly! Oh man. boy! From, who,
1: who do you know who the M is?
2: Um, it was his business partner at the time. I don't think he was a musician. Okay. Um, but it was something they just started putting out his records, like, and selling them out of the back of his car. And then it just kept like, and it was like the Carpenters, police, like all that shit. Oh, man.
1: Pretty amazing. God. That's the dream. That's the dream. Hitting the record industry at the exact <laughs> right time. Oh, and, he
2: exact and he got right. out at the exact right time. He got me. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well. Not,
0: not like Anthony LaPaglia. Oh, <laughs> we all know how great the music industry is doing these days and how much stores like Tower Records and FYE are still thriving yeah. on physical unit sales.
2: So, <laughs> wait a minute. So, this is 95.
0: And then yes.
2: Napster is like 99, maybe? Not too maybe far 2000.
1: after. Not even. I don't even... Th- well, I think... 98, might... even? No. Well, I don't know. I want to
2: say 99. pre millennium. Yeah. <laughs> pre this That's no, I remember. kind of measure this this in everything in my life. pre Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Was it pre-this-willennium?
2: Uh, yeah. He had, a few, he had a few more good years. Probably right when, his, the, the, when the last when Lucas finally took off. We Went to New York or something.
0: <laughs> Whatever happened to Rory Cochrane's character? Back to Atlantic City. I mean, he's how much my- money was it, Lucas? <laughs> yeah. How much? How much? Nine, <laughs> steal thousand, nine dollars. thousand dollars. Which, like, that was their income f- from the record store for a day. That's a pretty, that's pretty good. It was for a day. I thought it was for like
2: the, the week or the...
0: No, week. that was like a day's income for the store. And that's, that's pretty good. For but that the, was like the money stays. he needed to pay the bank. And
1: I don't know. It seemed like a very small amount of money that like... Nine grand. Nine. Well, I mean like, you know, but it was like, that was going to save our record store. You're
0: like, was it? What? <laughs> no way. <laughs> from complete maybe, collapse. Maybe I
1: misunderstood what was happening in the movie, but
0: uh he yeah. doubles his money pretty quick in Atlantic City yeah, and, and then, then just uh
1: Well, when you're on a streak, you let it ride, Nick. Don't you know <laughs> how to gamble?
0: And what does the girl say to him at the craps table? She's like,
3: "Baby, B-. you are sex."
0: And then he loses and she says, "Um, you were cute."
2: You <laughs> <laughs> used to be cute. You used, used to be to cute. Be cute. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I think we might have a game coming up after the uh, break oh, here I've been hard at work at a new Ooh, game yeah. I'm excited Chris or maybe a, I'm dreading it Mr. Hollywood's got a game for us oh, he's dancing everybody
2: <laughs> while sitting Hollywood dance. dance. Yeah.
0: well we'll take a break and come back with a game from Chris Dirt. All right, stick with us
1: Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. We want to hear from you. So if you've got a soundtrack recommendation, a suggestion, a review, uh, did I mispronounce something, or uh, if you just want to hurl insults at us, or you just want to say, hey, uh, please reach out to us.
0: You can find us on Instagram at tracklistingpodcast, Twitter at Pod, or email us at tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com.
2: If you enjoy listening to the podcast, uh, why don't you tell a friend that you think might enjoy it as well? Uh, Or maybe tell two. Yeah. And they tell two friends?
1: And, and then they tell, tell two, two friends, friends. And they tell t- <laughs> two friends. That's how you start a movement. Yeah. And also, uh, if you like the recommendations we've got, uh, you can check out our official track listing playlist on Spotify. Oh, yeah, tell, tell
2: people about the, the playlist on Spotify, and then they'll tell two friends. And they'll tell two friends. We love y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks, I, guys.
0: Welcome back to Track Listing. We have a game segment prepared by our very own Christopher Darden. That's Thank right. you, Chris.
1: That's right. Thank you, Nick. Um, this is a little game we like to call... Tinsel Town down. Down. <laughs> <laughs> Back by <laughs> unpopular demand. <Ooh. laughs> um, Allison looks worried. Yeah, I'm
3: not good at this. <laughs> Tinsel Town
1: so, uh, here's, here's how the game works. Um, I have taken some clips from popular movies, um, Fuck. and- <laughs> You like movies. I know, clip, but I'm
3: bad at this.
1: In the clip that Nick's gonna play for us, there is a little, uh, little song that someone's singing, and you have to identify the movie and the actor singing in it, okay? Dental- Town- Oh. oh, a new little segment. <laughs> Yeah. A little, uh,
0: all right, there. so that sounds pretty straightforward, Chris. I think we all got that.
1: Yeah, okay. So let's jump right into it. Let's hit uh, clue number one. And th- this time around, we're going to figure it all out together.
0: Okay. okay. And thank you to the Hollywood red carpet album, yeah. Hollywood Follies. <laughs> right, so this is clue number one. last part oh last i
2: know what this is yeah uh, yeah yeah okay okay you okay. must recuse yourself this this movie is more recent than it sounds
1: yes 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 let's get that it's clue a, one. it's a movie from 2007 okay There's something
0: i think i'm close but i don't think i got it anybody
3: i have no fucking clue okay it's
0: um
1: it's a romantic comedy it's a rom-com 2007 and it's about a guy that was in a popular 80s band okay and it's him now so that's that's music and lyrics it's Hugh,
3: it's,
2: and it's
3: Hugh Grant. It's Hugh Grant. in oh. lyrics. So. so I was right. You what is right. it? Uh, pop yes. goes
2: my pop goes my heart. Goes
1: my heart. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I never saw that movie. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean,
1: I gave away the whole. I think I was uh, too helpful. There. No. They're
2: they're like kind of a wham analog. Yeah, they're
0: like totally wham. analog. Yeah. He's,
2: like, he's the guy that's
1: not
0: George, George Michael. Yeah.
1: he's like the keyboardist.
2: No,
3: like, I was just trying to think of things that happened in 2007 yeah. Yeah. and rom com.
1: Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah, I never
3: saw that movie. And right.
1: there's a great wow. clip of um, a bunch of um, I guess Hasidic Jewish people uh, trying to ban uh, the music and lyrics on the airplane. Like it was playing and it was like offensive <laughs> and so they like cover it up with like and then they're like clapping. You're like music and lyrics. Anyway, clue number two. I don't feel
3: so pathetic now considering uh, this is my actual job is to no movies.
1: Here we go. This one's all to This Roger. one might be too easy. Clue two. Let's hit that.
4: These
1: eyes <laughs> cry every night <laughs> for you <laughs> These arms <laughs> weren't, weren't, weren't
4: they long to hold you hold you again <laughs> 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 the hurt on me yeah. Talk about the hurt
3: and I will never be right no no no
0: no oh. Oh, that last bit sounds.
3: Oh, I can picture this in my uh-huh. head.
0: I'm, is it Paul I, Red? Is there a I Paul might, Red moment? I might be completely.
2: There was the in Top Gun. There was like a lot of serenading, but they famously mm-hmm. did uh, like the Righteous Brothers song, mm-hmm. right?
1: Mm-hmm. That loving feeling.
3: Yeah, it is
1: not
2: Top Gun.
3: What's? Give us another clue. It's
1: from 2007. God, it's, damn a, it. it's a comedy movie.
3: For you,
1: these arms. That's cocaine he's doing at that one part. Oh oh I got it. I know what it
2: is. I need another
3: clue. <laughs> I can picture who this is yeah, in my head right. yeah, too. That, that part. Yeah.
1: So this is during a party. obviously. And they're all in like a separate room from the big party.
3: Oh, is it um, Superbad? It's Michael
1: Cera. (laughs)
2: It's
3: Michael Cera. They tell that he has like a great
2: voice or something.
1: That's Jimmy's brother. (laughs) That's Jimmy's (laughs) brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Good job, round two. Good job. Stop picking movies from 2007.
3: I don't remember anything from 2007. (laughs) Calm
0: down. with these tinsel tunes. So I'm guess. doing I'm
2: doing a lot better this week than I was yeah. the last. time. So. I'm
3: at least guessing the movie. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually I'm this is like this is my actual job. Caleb's so.
0: in a good mood. He's rubbing his shirt. You go, yeah yeah. Hey, rub that shirt. Are we ready for clue number 3? Clue okay. number 3, okay,
1: well. baby. All right, let's hear this.
0: Outside in the box,
4: waiting. family store. outside the fire. <laughs>
1: know it. You know okay. it. Oh, so, I know on. it. Let's give these other two a chance to maybe. So, okay. Well,
2: that's
3: but pi- I know it.
1: That's a Pixies song. It's man. a Pixies song, but it's not sung. But by- it's. It, this is. Uh,
2: I know
3: what? the actor and the movie. Okay. All right. Okay. I
1: knew the last two, so don't get too.
3: Uh, I figured out the last two. <laughs> Calm down. I figured it out without.
1: All right. What year is this? this is 2009? Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Oh. Very good, Allison. See.
3: Bonus points. Right in the box, also a rom com.
1: Also a rom com, yes.
0: He weaves a tricky game, that Tinseltown tuner.
3: Can I say it? Because I know it. Yeah, you could say it
2: if you know it. I, I'm not
0: even... I don't think I know it, so.
3: Okay. We got nothing,
1: nothing.
2: I might not have seen this movie. What is it?
3: It is Joseph Gordon Levitt in 500 Days of Summer. Okay.
2: Bingo. Bingo. Bingo.
1: This is uh, his happy karaoke scene. And then like, he
3: gets real drunk.
1: Yeah, and then he gets really
0: drunk and he, you know. All right. Sad. Karaoke. Okay, so I knew
3: all. I knew the movies. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a complete failure in my job. Actually, which is doing great.
0: Uh, no, Chris is that. keeping score no over here. That. Yeah, I'm uh, sure Chris is keeping score. All, uh,
1: so far, Allison is in the lead.
3: Uh, <laughs> I would hope so. This is my actual job, no. guys. This to know movies.
0: Uh, I don't know any of these.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, clue number four. and a, as, as these two know, the the films get more obscure and it just gets weirder as it goes. So let's hit that clue number four.
4: Through the portals.
1: that no tapes. <laughs> Take more.
4: Screeching
2: frequencies of pulsing infinities. Awake in the high. Where the sap is
4: collected, the process perfected.
0: The galactic
2: siren (laughs) sounds!
0: Wait, I thought I knew this, but maybe (laughs) not. It's definitely like a. sounded like Somebody doing a Jim Morris. Yeah, that's what I was (laughs) going to say. I was thinking it sounded like a Hunter Thompson. Ooh. Uh, Okay.
3: Fear and loathing?
0: But yeah, no. that's probably I'm that's picturing... probably from Oliver Stone's The Doors.
3: No, yeah.
2: I never saw uh, Walk Hard, but that seems no. like the thing they would do in Walk uh, Hard to make Walk fun hard. of Jim. Morrison. It's not fear and loathing because
1: it sounds like it might be, but I don't think it's fear and loathing. This is a 2014 drama, <laughs> and there's elements of comedy to it, but it's it's a pretty it's, it's pretty dramatic. I would say
0: 2014 drama. Is it the Master? The
3: Bet
1: no tapes.
2: Reaching frequencies of pulsing infinity. Blah, blah, blah. Awake in the high.
0: Where the sap is collected, the process perfected. Did you say absent? Collected. The Galactic
2: Siren Though!
0: Woo! Oh. Okay, so. Tricky game.
1: Any, uh. <laughs> is know, Joaquin gonna... Phoenix in it? No. Okay. It is. Um,
3: Give us another hint.
1: It is about a band and a musician. Okay, 24. so that's I mean, that's obvious. Like, I mean, obviously. 14. Okay, I'm trying well, to think of. Oh, it's no, not, try- a, but not a, uh, not a biopic. Like
0: <laughs> Let us rack I our brains. Jesus.
1: 2014. Uh, I'm trying to think what
2: else. There's that movie, Frank, that I never saw, but that was a biopic. That was about a real person. Wait, is that Michael Fassbender in Frank?
1: It is
3: Frank. Oh. It
1: is Michael Fassbender in oh. Frank. A movie I've never
2: oh. seen about a real person, so it is a biopic.
1: It's not a real person. Yeah, yeah it real. Is it really? Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, oh. Okay, well, you know what? That Big one...
1: reveal. Oh. Okay, you know, some of us didn't watch no, this no, no, closely.
0: I haven't okay. seen it, so. <laughs> Moving on. To two more round. clues. Round five. Round whoa. Round 28.
1: Yeah. This one, uh, these last two are just for fun. So these are for all the marbles. Wait, whoa.
2: the other ones weren't supposed to be fun? None <laughs> of this is supposed to be fun. Okay, okay. okay. So now, now we're, now we're now keeping we're score. Can we hear we that Tizzletown tunes one more time? Uh, you
0: know, I mean, just for, you know, I mean. <laughs> gentle, okay. gentle. Now it's right, time to have a good. little bit of fun. Okay. okay. okay so round five. This is for fun.
1: Do you love
4: me? I'm in the groove. Do you love me? Can't.
3: Fucking out. Sounds like Louise Guzman. Oh. It's
1: not Luis Guzman. This is a 1997
2: comedy. Is this... um? Is this a Fairly Brothers comedy? Mm. Like uh, something about Mary?
1: No, I don't think this is Fairly Brothers.
0: Give us another hand.
4: Do you love me?
1: That's the most of it. i in
4: the groove. Do you love me?
3: Can't.
1: Ah, I don't know, man. It's a crime. Uh, it's a crime comedy. Comedy. It's
3: it like <laughs> Kingpin or something.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. King Kingpin. I should have said Fairly Brothers. Now we're all thinking Fairly
2: Brothers.
3: I know.
1: Uh, ninety-seven is what you said. Ninety-seven. I, I'm, Christ. I'm almost positive it's not a Fairly Brothers movie, but it, if okay. it is, it's a de- maybe a departure. Crime.
3: Another hint. Another hint.
2: Just like Get Shorty. Uh,
1: no, no. Ah. You, don't, you don't have any more hints? I'm afraid I'm gonna give it away. <laughs> just, say, just, say the, just say the next hint. Um, this... Uh, the person who it is <laughs> is a contract killer in this movie. The person who's singing this. Oh,
2: man. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to go through it. Dun, dun, like, 12 hits in a duffel dun, bag dun. or something? <laughs> Joe Pesci? It's oh, Joe Pesci, eight
0: heads in double Back. Band. Oh. Another movie I've not seen. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Oh, Caleb. All right. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now for all the marbles. All right. Moving on to the final, final clue. Round.
1: This one's for even more marbles. Um I, it's good, there's gonna be a weird little blip because I had to edit out some dialogue that would give it away. <sighs> so okay. Okay. just if you so you'll hear it. Alright. But this is a this is a band, but I want you to name the lead singer and the
3: movie. Is it a real band? No.
0: No. Clue sex. Clue sex. I wonder
4: why I do. What well is it because I told my friends that we would never want. They laughed and said that you would break my
1: heart.
0: Oh Okay. A tricky clue a tricky for round six for
2: all the Marbies. Is, Why do I feel like this that? It sounds like it would that? be Nicolas Cage and something. Yeah. Uh, probably a movie I haven't seen. Is it... Uh, Moonstruck? Is it um, Honeymoon in Vegas or whatever? Um, Wild is, at Heart? Is it, it, it is
1: Nicolas Cage.
3: <laughs> Raising Arizona?
1: It is a 1987 movie. A one
2: um, Peggy Sue Got Married. Oh. <laughs> when Peggy Sue Got Married another yeah. movie I haven't
3: seen so I just right. watched National Treasure today
1: yeah I
3: can recognize Nicholas yeah. Cage pretty well it sounds
1: like Nicholas Cage yeah, yeah I mean yeah. you know alright that's it alright hey. all right. uh, Allison wins
0: yeah I <laughs> would like to thank Chris for another edition of Tickle Town <laughs> 2 Maybe. we do it live here on track listing in the spirit of um, all things good
3: I think the biggest takeaway is that Nick loses.
0: Hey, come on. I love you.
3: I love you, bud. I but didn't do
0: too well on
3: that one. Well,
1: that, there's no winners in um, Tinseltown 2. So that, that's only, only the only rule. Everyone loses. No, every.
3: No, I the don't like that. The only rule
0: is nobody
1: wins.
3: I'm way too competitive wins. for that. I have to uh, win. No, no, no.
0: We're so Getting back into the Empire Records soundtrack, we have track 10 The Mises with Ready, Steady, Go.
4: Let it go, and I'll you.
0: Not that this is the uh, song in the movie when this scene happens, but it reminds me of um, Mark's uh, kind of, he eats the space cake and goes into the guar <laughs> music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I remember that scene so vividly me from too. when I was a kid. He's was getting eaten by the watching guar. Watching himself monster. on TV, like,
0: oh,
4: oh sure. All right, oh, I've been so, there. Yeah.
2: And it's a fucking crime that that guar, no, I don't really like guar that much, but it's a crime that that song's not on the soundtrack because it's like, featured so prominently. Mm-hmm.
3: What was it's, the special brownies, which, you know what that means. Extra sugar. Yeah, it was like, no. extra sugar.
2: Yeah. That was another editing, uh, I think, the, I think the studio was involved with that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were just like, don't, no, come on. <laughs> um, I will say on the um, Netflix thing, I was like, you know, uh, sexual, there's suggested sexual scenes, uh, language, and a drug issue. <laughs> so, and I was like, I don't think I've ever seen, like, a drug issue. There's one scene about drugs. Don't. And that's dude, why it's. Made I don't like, well, the, pill, the, pill the pill popping.
3: I don't course. usually
2: like to uh, criticize people's like, but Liv Tyler's underwear in this is like is horrible, hardly sexual at all.
3: It they're <laughs> awful.
2: It's a little. I, I don't. I feel like it must have been some sort of plot point that because I think I think in the original edit, um, Zellweger like gives gives her the her red bra, bar and yeah. that's why the bra and the panties don't match, but the panties are out of control wait what what are they they look they like, look uh, like they diapers look, yeah
3: and they look like they look like they have a little penis pouch in
2: it <laughs> they're, they're
3: like white and it, they're so horribly ugly Hashtag like no penis pouch. yeah nobody nobody would have them no no 18 yeah, I, year old 17 year old girl i've would never seen anything like those. that
2: before in my life no me
3: either
1: I wonder if What's Rex
2: Manning was like,
4: <laughs> Especially when she knows, like,
3: she knows that Rex Manning is going to be there and she wants to lose what her virginity. Is it? yeah.
2: April 8th. Come on, people.
3: Yeah. They're like Days Crap. of the Week underwear, but worse.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you may remember in that scene where um, you know, Rex has had the meal prepared for him, there's the, the shot of the ranch dressing on the <laughs> yeah, table. We saw, yeah, we noticed there's well, like I an entire uh, bottle. I think it's blue cheese.
3: Well, uh, either way, it's like a whole uh, bottle what? of no, either that, ranch dressing uh, or blue cheese. Another,
2: just... Apparently, there's like a deleted scene where he like go. He's like, she comes in and she's a like, blah blah blah. And she takes her clothes off and he's like, "Hope you like the taste of blue cheese." And he like starts to pour it on himself or something. What? And then she oh, fails. And that freaks oh. her out. Well, I mean, that's freaking that would freak gross. anyone out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, like because she does it.
1: Yeah, she just know, leaves. Just kind just... of like he's kind of like, oh, "Okay, let's do this." She's like,
4: Ugh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> "Oh." Oh, okay. did you not? Yeah, because he goes rock and roll and then he unzips and she's like (laughs) like which I you know I I think I understood that like the when it actually like got down to it it is like very freaky no it was the
0: blue cheese but the blue cheese makes so much more sense
3: it was the purple silk shirt (laughs) I don't know I couldn't do it
1: Renee Zellweger loves blue cheese
3: (laughs) fun fact chunky
0: Oh Oh, boy, let's just dive into track 11. This is Drill with What You Are. I'm just picturing that uh, fake funeral they do. Is that what the music's playing when the... No. I'm not, I'm not
3: sure, but... Uh. This, is, this is where uh, Liv Tyler's it's character like, is serving him yeah. the lunch, and she's the doing, like, meal. the... Yeah, which we were just talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, she's, like, <laughs> lighting, lighting candles and, yeah. like, incense and She, stuff. like, unbuttons her skirt. Yeah. I, I, think, I remember this
2: scene. If <laughs> I'm not mistaken, Drill is a woman from KMFDM. So this is, like, a German lady... Uh, hiding her accent, <laughs> so hard. Doing uh, well, doing very well. trip hoppy, kind of you
0: know. trip hop coming back here on track listing <laughs> to Chris's dismay. <laughs> yeah This is the the cool
1: out lounge in the techno club. Just yeah. like I got to get out of the big room for a bit. Hang on.
2: It's quite a departure if you if you ever listen to KMF KMFDM. It's pretty
1: intense. Yeah,
0: a little too intense. I like KMFDM. I, I'm not
1: I'm not really familiar with KMFDM.
2: It was very industrial, um, kind of like a precursor to Nine Inch Nails. Um, probably, I, I, I might say kind of like ministry. Oh, okay. Um, but their design aesthetic was very cool in German. It was like these very uh, kind of socialist poster aesthetic. Nice. Everybody, when I was a kid, everybody's like, you know what it means, kill motherfucking Depeche Mode. And you know, I was like, what? Okay. Uh, but now it's some German <laughs> phrase. It has nothing to do with That's
1: Depeche like Mode. EMF, you know what that stands for. Ecstasy, motherfuckers.
3: (laughs) Or like Adidas. Uh, All day I dream about sex. Oh, yeah.
0: One thing I never realized was the scene where Ethan Embry's character uh, goes outside and, you know, is making out with that... Mural on the wall. Yeah. Is the, Gloria Stefan. Yeah, it's a mural of Gloria <laughs> oh, Stefan. I didn't realize that was her. I thought oh, it was okay. like a Madonna shot with the hair going up. I just in thought the it was head. like a random mural. Yeah, she's huge. Yeah, she, like in Delaware. Yeah. She's really <laughs> massive in Delaware. It's so insane. Get on your feet. <laughs> What's happening in Delaware in the nineties? Kids making out the street murals.
2: The Ethan Embry's character Mark has some very diverse musical tastes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gloria,
0: Stefan. It really is
1: like as if a bunch of like suits wrote like, okay, what are these teens into? All right, besides <laughs> our lineup of like, the, okay, he's Mark is into heavy metal and mosh, bu- like mosh pit music. So when they ask him, they're like, "Who's your favorite singer?" He's like, "Axel." And you're like Rose? <laughs> like really? <laughs> like I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's sort of heavy metal. But Guns N' Roses very much different from like the vibe and aesthetic you're putting yeah. out, which was like mosh pit kind of kid, like grungier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would you would hate Guns N' Roses, right? Am I yeah. crazy? Or yeah, like, this no? is
2: this is well past like the like yeah he's too young for that. GNR, man. are
1: like, like yeah. sold out. Bull crap. Yeah, you would you would hate hair metal, you know. Oh.
0: Looks like an Everclear kid to me. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, for sure. (laughs) Oh, man, let's dive into track 12. This is Nice Overalls by Luster. big guitars
2: it's uh one thing i'll say about this soundtrack is that it's always walking up the edge of grunge voice but never getting there which is like 90s grunge voice is something that just drives me like to, uh, i Makes hate you it. really happy <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so it's so embarrassing to hear like when you hear a good grunge song you're like okay and then when you hear like the like the b-sides with the grunge voice
0: you're like what were we doing
2: and this this whole aesthetic is like a We've not talked about Temple there. of
0: the Dog here on the track <laughs> oh, yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like Silver Chair.
1: So that's that's an example of grunge voice versus Going this Hungry. This
2: is just kind of like normal like it's a grunge aesthetic, but the, the vocals are pretty reasonable. Yeah. We're yeah. not getting into like
0: Eddie Vedder or like bad Eddie Vedder knockoff.
1: Oh god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the
0: studio executive. We just want a reasonable vocal on this song. <laughs> yeah. Nothing don't creep up on grunge. Like we're talking about like default and the calling, <laughs> like those like <laughs> terrible. Oh God! Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: yeah no, 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 no. I mean, That was
1: this the the crappy remnants of grunge, Creed, Creed and yeah, like Creed. all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Soundgarden had their time. We want Dishwalla vocals. <laughs> <laughs> Dishwalla. Oh, oh Lester, we want to thank you for all your um, sonic efforts and for that beautiful track. Nice overalls. Mm. But uh, moving on to track thirteen. This is Here It Comes Again by Please.
4: I know why it had to be this way. If I had to choose a way to go, it might not have worked out fine. Right. If I died on the bank with this lies, i just assume my little different way, was so did why.
0: I don't know if that's playing during the scene that uh, where the kid uh, names himself Warren Beatty, <laughs> <laughs> robs the no. store. Yeah.
4: Shoplifter!
1: Shoplifter! Which can we talk about? He brings a gun
0: into the store. Yes. So that's he's firing blanks. Yeah. Yeah. It was they
3: were blanks. He's a it. minor. Well, yeah, yeah.
0: there's not much they can do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't. One of one of the main characters he to get cut out job. of the film was apparently his sister. So there had to have been like a bigger relationship for why they hired him after he tried to kill everybody.
0: Oh, God, is that, is that it? You want to work here? You want to work at a record store? I, no, I mean, no, I want to rob it.
3: <laughs> not gonna give me a job, man. Yeah.
1: Oh, this
2: is
0: God, this has yeah. got to be before Columbine because there's no way. Oh to two it. years, oh,
1: two that years was, before. Yeah, yeah.
0: Anthony LaPaglia's discerning look of um, like, all right, another menace to society that I'm going to hire to <laughs> yeah, work yeah, at this record He's like, he like oh, I remember hey. the day when Lucas came up and pointed a revolver in my face. <laughs> yeah. always, now he's
2: like it. a son. I mean, he's still stealing all my money, but yeah. here's your name tag, Warren. <laughs> yeah. One of the most missed Monday.
3: opportunities on this soundtrack to have it actually on the soundtrack was Hey Joe. Oh, which was so perfect. The, the body timed. count version, yeah, the cover yeah, version, yeah, the cover, okay, ice, where ice he cheese, finds rock. out, mm. it's so good.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: It's just like, hey, Joe, you're a fucking idiot. You feel like he's gonna have a gun in his hand and go shoot Lucas. I don't know.
2: Wasn't on A and M records. it's no. <laughs> oh, so man. good.
3: And I remember being like,
2: "Where's ACDC? What?
3: Yeah, <laughs> not A and M. Not A and M. There's so many missed opportunities on the soundtrack where." Yeah. Music in this movie is so good And then, you know
0: And then you're at track 14 (laughs) And then you're at (laughs) The Ballad of El Gudo By Evan Dando (laughs) Which is a cover Yeah I've been built up
4: And trusted Broke down And busted
3: They'll get theirs and we'll get ours. If
4: you can
3: just to
4: hold, on.
2: hold on. Shout out to Big Star. That's our first cover of the night. We can finally Woo! lean back and take a drink. <laughs>
3: For, for Cheers, the first time Cheers. Yeah. Hey, hey everybody hey, Cheers. First, first, yeah. first drink of the night Goes guys away.
2: We haven't had anything to drink Until that cover um, Evan Dando from the Lemonheads uh, Known to cover a song from time to time yeah. <laughs> Hey the, Here's uh, to you Mrs. Robinson, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's, a, that's a big star cover right um, No no
1: the song we just heard
2: Yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I was going to say whoa, whoa. Yes yeah.
0: the ballad of El Gudo <laughs>
1: The From, little uh, Wikipedia fact is that Liv Tyler does the backing vocals yep. on that. So, oh, yeah.
0: Right. little tie-in there for, for the
2: listeners at home. Yeah, 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 I don't know if I've already said this was an, inc- an incestuous soundtrack, but <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, next <laughs> level, man. Yeah. And Zellweger gets cut out of it. Oh, God. <laughs> no, we'll yeah. get to that.
3: Just wait till we get to the end.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, Liv Tyler's rock royalty... Uh, in more than one way.
3: Well, she didn't know that her dad was Steven Tyler until she was like 10.
2: Yeah, and she, was she met him. by Todd, Todd
3: Rundgren. Rundgren. And mm-hmm. on her birth certificate, he signed her birth certificate. Yeah. And her, she goes by Liv Rundgren Tyler. And she only changed her last name after she figured out that Steven Tyler was her dad and her mom, B.B. Buell... It's like, yes, I had a relationship with him, but Todd Grundgren raised her as his own, yeah, and they're still very close. I then, love
1: Todd, and
2: then eventually, yeah. Coyote Shivers just sleezed his way into the picture,
3: yep. And then, after after B.B. Buell, he married Polly Perrette,
2: that ended well,
3: yeah. and now he's married to somebody else,
2: yeah, some Brazilian
3: journalist. <laughs> I don't know.
0: God, speaking of the don't, end.
3: Don't ever marry musicians, guys.
1: Oh. oh. Right. And just, the big reveal. Just,
3: just, right. just kidding. husband is Nick the whole time.
0: Yeah. Ah. in just, your guesses. Just <laughs> kidding.
3: For the listeners at home. I'm, I'm speaking from like my personal experience that I have a weakness for musicians, oh. including this one. Oh,
0: thank
1: you. Do you think Steven Tyler was approached for for something because he's I mean he's liked a couple of endorsement deals uh in the speaking past speaking of know. sellouts <laughs>
0: oh. 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 hey before we get to that we have arrived at the last track on Empire Records this is Coyote Shivers with Sugar High we could go out Do not even leave the house a TV set and a bottle of wine
1: Saturday Night Live. I guess that's why I feel so funny
4: deep inside when I wept between your thighs,
0: sugar high. Uh, coyote shivers.
2: Yeah, so this is a song that they're performing at the end on yeah. top of the record store yeah, yeah. Uh with Zellweger singing. <laughs> Her character doesn't make any sense. Because everybody seems to hate her, she's terrible to everybody, and then everybody encourages her to, I
0: guess, be a singer? That's her dream? Or I don't know. (laughs) She finally gets up in front of the mic. Yeah, yeah. There is a difference, I think. Right in the uh, in the movie, you hear her singing, and on the soundtrack, you have a little bit of a different version. Whoa, it's well,
3: funny. this one sounds weird. He sounds he's like. <laughs> then again, Saturday, Saturday Night Live. Also, nobody,
1: nobody night wants,
2: night. wants
3: to make out on a pullout couch watching <laughs> Saturday Night Live. That does not sound what? like an ideal night. What? Uh, the uh, weird thing about sounds this sounds version is, is no, in, yeah.
2: the Zellweger parts <laughs> aren't so. sung by somebody else. They're just missing. And yeah. They like, yeah, so it's like the chorus is kind of half
3: there. They're two different, differently recorded tracks, and I this mean, song would
2: have been so much better if it was Billy Joe Armstrong. Oh, to be oh, 100
3: percent. Yeah.
2: yeah,
0: I think they were in different keys as well from what you hear in the movie and yes. the album. You and, know,
3: yes. my thing about Coyote Shivers and why I think I am so—I don't want to say I don't like him. You I don't? You I can. don't? No, I don't. I don't know him. I, I think yeah. I like him he in this seems movie. Like I a real Hollywood, creep. He's, but I think he's—I think he's great in this movie. But I think what. I'm like drawn to, and I kind of like hate love him. Is he reminds me so much of Richard Hell, but he's <laughs> such a Richard Hell wannabe. Caleb knows my obsession with Richard Hell.
2: Yeah, no, but this guy is no Richard Hell. No, but he's he, like but a... he, but
3: he's <laughs> aged like Richard Hell. Uh, he has, uh, and, but Richard Hell, like
2: beef jerky. But
3: Richard Hell, like in his Richard Hell, but no, but Richard Hell in his late 60s, early 70s looks better than Coyote Shivers, who's maybe <laughs> mid 50s.
2: We don't really know. This guy lies about his age all the time. No, he's, be the he was born age. in
3: 60, 60 something. <laughs>
2: that's what they say.
3: But <laughs> no, but it's like that's the thing I think where I'm just like, you're trying to be Richard Hell, but you're not a good writer. Yeah. And you're, you're, ugh. And I just get mad.
1: I mean, that song was bad.
2: Yeah. yeah. But I liked it. I've never, honestly, I've never heard or seen anything from Coyote Shivers. The one thing I will say is that the name that he chose makes him seem as sleazy as I think he probably is. Yeah. Exactly, gives you the coyote shivers.
3: Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> The mangy dog that's shaking.
3: Well, it's like it's like he tried to go. It's like he tried to be a punk rocker like Richard Hell, and then went to the desert and had an experience with peyote, and then tried to be Jim Morrison or something. Yeah, and it didn't work. It was like the bastard child of both of them. Right, he was like, and it just didn't work.
1: It's like yeah. I want to be Jim Morrison, but I don't want to get a new wardrobe. I'm gonna keep wearing everything I have. exactly, <laughs> and have all the hair gel, so like I might as well, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe I can get in this teen movie if I live up my age. <laughs>
3: ex- ex- and, that's and that's creepy. And that's what I'm
0: most known for. And
3: that's creepy.
0: Yeah, weird guy, weird song. I don't get, know. I'm gonna get stuck. I
3: kind of
2: like the song. In the in the movie, the song's pretty fun, actually. No, yeah. it's
3: great. It's great because it's fun and it's lively and you're excited for them because you're in the energy of the movie. They're, and they're saving in, their yeah. records.
2: Saving their yeah. record store. And so I'm not sure if say. anybody mentions that he's in a band through the whole movie. It's kind of like it's, it's kind of a surprise. Is. It's clear that he is. He just he carries
3: says, a a guitar <laughs> yeah. at certain points. That's right. That's right. That's,
2: but that's how you know. <laughs> but he's been so like cut out of the movie that you don't know. Like, but Renee Zellweger
3: is. is the best part of that song because she's so yeah. energetic and she's yeah. like, she it's a good character it. arc for her. We got in the, the last director's five cut. minutes. <laughs> I
0: want to see some more of these deleted scenes.
3: Well, there's a scene where in the director's cut, there's a scene where Liv Tyler's. Little sister runs into the record store and delivers her Harvard acceptance letter, and you see that, and that's completely cut out of the movie. There's
1: yeah. Okay. So that that makes so much sense. It makes so much. I did not know until we sat down and started talking that like you know hours of footage was cut out of this <laughs> yeah. movie. It's a, it's a quick hour thirty. You know. Yeah. It's like not too bad, but it also made nothing. It made I, I looked it up three hundred thousand dollars. And like,
3: and it still has a terrible so, rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Right,
1: because they probably cut out, you know, half yeah. the movie. But yeah, the whole Harvard thing, and then nothing, because nothing comes of it in the final film, I was like, why did they include any of that? She was like, I'm doing calculus. And you're like, really? All right. <laughs> yeah. <calculus>. Live Tyler? <laughs> in the
2: original cut, I think Tobey Maguire was living under the record store, like the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Cut <laughs> it, all out. Yeah. it all out! It's
1: all out. A weird Delaware Spider-Man origin <laughs> he story. Yeah. To
2: like kidnap people, and he was like
0: composing his own music under there. <laughs> None so of ma- it ended up on the soundtrack. <laughs> it's the magic of post-production, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to the uh, Empire Records hey, soundtrack. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay. 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 Sure we got to review it though. Let's move on to reviews. We're gonna rate this album from zero to fifteen stars in the sky. And who wants to start off? I think Chris is motioning like uh he doesn't want to do it. He's like, uh V pass, pass, pass. I'll
2: start. I'll start. Thanks, uh so I gotta give this soundtrack credit, even though it was concocted in the basements of AM Records. Uh uh there's an evenness to it. It's almost all original music. There was a couple genuine like radio hits. Um, kind of like the Desperado soundtrack. It's front loaded quite a bit. Where I like, I like a lot of the songs at the beginning. The Cranberries. Uh, um, I I I gotta give it like eleven point two. Um, very very even. There's, I don't, I can't think of one song that I was really bothered by, and uh, for like a very like '90s soundtrack, that's rare.
3: Yeah, that, that was beautiful man. That's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. That's good. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'll go next. All
3: right.
0: uh, from zero to 15 stars in the sky, I'll give the soundtrack a 9.8, I would say. Um, thought the soundtrack was pretty good. Um, definitely wish that some other songs from the movie had made it onto the soundtrack, including but not limited to Dire Straits. And the ACDCs out there, uh, that the the song is one the of the my favorite song. yeah. songs of all yeah. time. Yeah. That didn't make us kind of criminal, uh, but yeah, there is a consistency like Caleb uh, mentioned, and uh, it's hard to separate the soundtrack in my mind from the movie. Um, so it, it there's just a you know undeniable tie in there for me. So yeah, pretty pretty solid nine nine point eight.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do an 11.5 uh, 11 higher. boys Yeah, I mean I, I think this There is a symptom of There's so many songs in the movie And not a, a lot of them make it to the soundtrack But I think if this had been a successful film There would have been like a deluxe edition Where they like Maybe, you know, paid for some of the song Like the classic songs But these are all contemporary songs almost that made it to the the soundtrack, which is, like, you gotta give them props for that. Um, And it's hard to predict which are gonna, like, (laughs) stand the test of time, and a lot of them kind of haven't. But it is... um, I bet I would... I remember liking this back in the day. Uh, Shout-out to my cousin. I think she had... I know she loved the movie. My cousin Rebecca might have also had this CD. Um, But I know she was obsessed with the movie and thought it was awesome. Um, So, yeah, 11.5. I... Uh, you know, it's even. I, I would have liked. I would have liked
2: the Rex Manning song on there.
1: Yeah, why did they why didn't they put that one in there? But I I, I
3: think
2: Say they no they, they produced an
0: entire music Money. video for they it. They did. Like, it's like
3: four and a half minutes yeah, long. You can find
0: it, it was originally only supposed to be like you know for yeah, the yeah. but they did, they delivered the whole like but the they whole video. There. They I, had, they I, had the costumes. They just went with it.
1: I bet you the soundtrack maybe will be famous uh, outsold the 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 movie maybe oh, yeah. tenfold.
2: Everybody talks about the cult like success of this film like it happened organically but i think it was probably carried by the soundtrack because the soundtrack had like that gin blossoms was a huge hit yeah. uh, the edwin collins song got a lot of radio play like it was a well-known soundtrack, and I think, like, I know the cover of the CD way better than I know the, the movie poster. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. There's four whited-out people in the back, just, like, <laughs> sharpied over their faces. You <laughs> still,
2: if you hold yeah. it at a right angle, you can see Tobey Maguire's ghost face. Yeah. <laughs> the hologram, hologram edition. Yeah, He has a mask covering half of his face.
0: All right, Allison, um, you got
2: read
3: Well, uh is gonna be terrible because go for it don't hold of, back it's well it's one of my most favorite movies yeah. and i can, i remember the first time i saw it i remember where i was i remember who i was with and for me the soundtrack just doesn't encapsulate the film there are songs on mm-hmm. it that i love and that i can remember the scenes and i remember certain feelings or whatnot i give it an eight because there are just some really amazing songs, whatever, if it's, if it's political or, you know, with the a records, but just very specific songs in the movie that drove the plot points and that were really yeah. important. I mean, again, Dire Straits, the, the, like. There are just so many guar. I mean, that was a huge plot point. Where's uh, yeah. where is Mark and all I of that? I really this, wish you were the you know? dude first,
2: because I think I gave it an extra star just because I didn't want to rouse your No, ire.
3: no. I mean, I I I love I I love, love, love this movie. And I loved this movie as a kid because of the music and because of how the music drove the story and actually put life into the characters that I could relate to because each of them had a very specific set of personality traits and musical tastes that i could see and could actually connect with and i don't think that the soundtrack really puts that out in the universe i think they yeah. put the most generic songs on this soundtrack and yeah. not the ones that people remember or that people connect with because of this movie. Yeah,
1: I think they were trying to, like, boost a couple of new artists and things like that. They were.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were. They were just trying to move units. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's... I don't think this soundtrack is a good representation of the film.
0: It sounds like it encapsulates, uh, like, one or two of the characters... Uh, like, overarchingly, it sounds like the, the soundtrack is the soundtrack for, like, Liv Tyler's Yeah, I was going to say, it's a oh, very a, a Liv Tyler, Tyler soundtrack. <laughs> minus but, a couple of the hard songs. But even, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah.
3: Lucas is such a huge part of the movie, and where is he in any of this? You don't see that, you know? Yeah. you Him driving to Atlantic, Atlantic City, City. Exactly. And,
4: and,
2: and, and Anthony LaPaglia, like... Yeah. And old and man, you know, yeah. man jams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th-
3: <laughs> I, think, I think having that cover of Hey Joe is so important to this film and the mood and the tone that it sets for a character that's not the same age as any of these people and who's actually running this record store and whose actual lifeline is really being fucked here by these irresponsible teenagers. (laughs) I mean, it's, but, you know, it's true. And then the whole Rex Manning thing, not having that on the soundtrack or, I mean, the Dire Straits song where, to me, that song Within the record store, where every single customer and all of the employees are—they're all dancing—and it's this whole mix of people—and you kind of see all these different types of of groups of people who come together and are there because they love music.
2: It's yeah. true. Like we uh, we we're, were constantly kind of reaching to to figure out like what part of the movie these songs were appearing in, because the memorable scenes were featured songs that weren't on the soundtrack.
3: Right, and yeah. some of them we didn't even know. Some of them I've seen I've I've honestly seen this movie so many times and there are times there are songs where I don't know what scene it is. Yeah. And I yeah. can't picture it. And I again, I know I know exactly where I was, who I was with when I first saw this movie and why I love this movie so much. And I was when I grew up in Tucson, Arizona and was my next-door neighbor and her older sister had the film and we would watch it and it was probably 1997 and I was 10 years old and I remember that and I remember loving it and like I can remember their house but I can't remember certain scenes that this movie is in or these songs are in with this movie when you know I Welcome to the dilemma night. of
0: our podcast. Oh, yeah. well, no, but don't was... listen to the Men in Black <laughs> episode. Oh, yeah. it, it is totally disjointed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. None of the songs are in the movie. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. Well, in honor of Rex Manning Day and in honor of Selling Out, we're going to add a song to the track listing Spotify play playlist, our favorite song about Selling Out. Who wants to go first?
0: Um, Allison, why don't you take it away?
3: Do I say what the song is? Yeah. Give us a little
0: story here about so, your sellout song.
3: Well, obviously, the three of you know me, and mm-hmm. that I don't, is true. I don't know if anybody is listening who knows me. Uh, really I love punk music. Yeah. Anything New York, original punk, 1970s. My mentor, Amos Poe, shout out to you, Amos, uh, who has brought me into this world and who. Fed my love for it, even though I, when I was a kid. So, my song about selling out or when this band sold out is uh, Blondie Heart of Glass.
0: <gasps> All right, let's get a little listen to that. Classic
3: Blondie so, right? So, can I say why I chose it? Yes. Absolutely. Again, my punk music thing. But, so, Debbie Harry was is a good friend of my mentor and was in all of his early films in the 70s um, and is one of his great friends. I've seen her in concert a few times. She's an incredible performer. But this song was really when... Blondie, quote unquote, and from the New York punk scene, sold out. This uh, was off their third album. Yeah, this was off of uh, Parallel Parallel Lines, Lines. which is Mm
2: -hmm. an amazing record. It's an
3: incredible record, but it was a very big.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a record that jumps genres pretty drastically. Does
3: it goes more into the disco side of it, which? But there's like a rock steady song. There's like
2: kind of a throwback '60s song. And I think
3: there's like the, the yeah, tide this, is high, yeah. but I'm hold. I mean, it's, it's so, it's such a departure from their Max's Kansas city or CBGB days. And this song, this was, uh, this record came out in 78, this single came out in 79 and it was the number one single in the UK. And it was really when they exploded and became mm-hmm. very mainstream. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you hear Debbie Harry and Chris Stein talk about it, we are very long-time collaborators. And it's it's just interesting. They had a new producer, um, M- Mike Chapman, I think, produced it. He's an Australian record producer. And it was just something really different for them, and it took them out of this sort of New York downtown punk gritty scene where all of these people were... Friends and collaborators. I mean, think about Patty Smith. You think about Ivan Kral, who played in Blondie for a long time, and he was not part of this. So, to me, this is a, a great success for them. But in that genre, and in terms of a music family and a family of collaborators, and going back to Empire Records, where these people in the store, they're meant to be family, and you stick with your family, and you support everybody and they took off and it was they were the most successful out of that whole time period and i to me that's you know that was to really the first selling out artist that i could love or relate to or i kind of
2: i kind of love it in its audacity of like uh like punk rock was starting to get into the people were starting to realize how how people were codifying rules of what was going to be punk rock and what wasn't and Blondie was kind of one of the bigger bands and they put out parallel lines. And uh, like this song was their kind of flair setting up to be like, we're, you know, we don't care what right. what you think is going to be punk rock or not. We're well, going to do everything.
3: What I, what I do love about this song is that it does stay really true to New York because that was the disco era. And they're coming into, they're coming from the Bowery, Lower East Side and adapting to Disco, which was huge in New York, obviously. And then you think about The Clash, which they were adapting to political reggae influences in their work. But I do think it is selling out because if you listen to their earlier stuff, it's just so gritty and you see Debbie and she's, it's just different. And I feel like Debbie now is who she was 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And has gone back to that. I don't think she's ever lost it, but I think this, and especially being in the UK, where punk music in the UK in this, you know, seventy-eight, seventy-nine, that's what ever, they were all emulating was New York punk or Detroit punk. And this is now what comes in and is considered the the biggest song of that of that year. Yeah.
1: Just also did, I think, maybe her most punk song was um, Rainbow Connection with mm-hmm. Kermit the Frog. <laughs> that really, it's probably the best. Punk. Yeah, yeah. It was very <laughs> All right. That well, this is a good really pick. Good pick. Thanks uh, thank you think. for your if pick, If you don't mind, awesome.
2: I'd like to go next because it kind of ties into that, uh, the same story, which I'll was... I'll allow uh, it. I'll allow it. Uh, an artist named Kate Fagan, who was part of the Lower East Side, uh, the nascent punk scene in the late 70s in New York, and then... Uh, She was apparently supposedly kind of disillusioned by um, when things started to blow up in the late 70s, probably um, what we were talking about. And then she moved to Chicago and in Chicago, when she started to notice some of the same kind of hipsterism uh, rise up, she wrote and recorded one solo record. And this is a song called I Don't Want to Be Too Cool, which is kind of a pushback on that.
4: I don't know no rock stars, I don't smoke the good stuff I don't really care
0: was
2: definitely like diving into the kind of minimal post-punk uh genre she she later like um was the the point man in a ska group that was opening for like the clash and different bands but uh i really like this record it was it was flew under the the radar pretty intensely but pretty good nice
0: nice good pick man good pick, good pick yeah. wants to
2: go next
4: um i'll
1: go uh, all right I'll load, I'll load. i don't really have uh too much of a you guys have such good stories behind yours. Um, this, I, uh, I picked this song because I was, I was really into, uh, Outcast at the time. And, um, also they introduced me to some really cool other rappers, uh, chiefly Killer Mike. Shout who, out. Who appears on this, set, uh, as does Sleeping Brown. Uh, Run but, the Jewels. Yeah. Oh, yeah I mean, later on? R- later on, Run the Jewels. I, I think, I still think Killer Mike is an amazing rapper, but, um. You know, Outcast was kind of this underground Atlanta guys for a while, and they hit it big. I think with like Equimini, and then like Stankonia was even bigger in two thousand one, and then two thousand two, uh, they came out with this song, which was on the uh, Scooby Doo soundtrack. So let's listen to Land of a Million Drums, chiefly Killer Mike's uh, rap part. So let's hear that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Woke
4: up from a long night of hanging out with Shaggy Oh no, lost my last... Your Scooby Snackies, Shaggy, wake up! we in been had. Our Scooby Snacks they got the whole stash. He said, "Who? Who? I don't have a clue." I suspect the thirteen goes to Scooby Doo. Call Bix and Price up on the next tail. Tell him to send another package right through the mail. Hey, right. shut her yeah,
0: We've got plenty more where that
2: came from. <laughs> uh, Bernie, Stan- Bernie Sanders, Stan, Killer Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh,
0: it's pretty funny. People do stuff for money sometimes, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah (laughs) Well,
2: that was he. uh, Killer Mike, like he was on a few Outcast tracks, but usually not ones that were even on albums. Like yeah, that song. uh, I don't even. I feel like it's maybe just a single by itself. The one, uh, the whole world. Yeah. When you don't get. That
1: was about a a year before. Yeah. The whole yeah world. And then um, Adidas. Yeah. yeah. He was on that one. And
2: it was one of those things where you're like Killer Mike, and you kind of knew about him, and he was on like three songs, and then he just disappeared for like. Five or six years. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then now he's he's awesome. I mean he was always awesome, but well he's got you
1: know. he's got such a great voice and an, an intensity to his rapping that like and he used to rap about killing people. And then <laughs> his name and, is Killer Mike. His name is Killer Mike. <laughs> and now he's like, guys, go out there and vote. And also he's like saving America. He's like, like, like healthcare one. for all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um Killer Mike. <laughs> Killer Mike, which which I think is great. But at this at this point when I heard it, I was like, Scooby Doo! Outcast. Got it, but I remember liking the song. But I was like, "Come on, guys! Like it, it, they were they were one of the coolest like rap groups I knew at the time." And Killer Mike, I you know I really liked a lot. But anyway, they came out the Scooby Doo song. And, Dude, there there is like an internet thing
2: about um. There's kind of a like, we're talking about cult films, the Scooby Doo movies. There's two of them. Uh, people will tell you that they're really, really good. They're bonkers,
1: man. Like, <laughs> as far as. Because Scooby Doo was very psychedelic in the first place. Like, I think yep. they were trying to pull one over on, like, the, the squares and yeah, the parents they and They really like that. did
2: it. It's fu- they're fucking weird, man. And, dude,
1: they're, they're filled with innuendo. Uh, and that, that was 2002, was, I think, the first one, or something like that. But. Yeah, it's like so many sexual references that like are there's plausible
0: deniability to some of them, but it's they're interesting movies. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you very much. Pretty good. Uh, good Just uh, leaves Nick. What do you got for us? Um, Yeah, selling out. (laughs) I was doing a lot of thinking about that and how, you know, when I was in middle school, uh, high school, an artist selling out for me was uh, you know a song being used in a commercial Mm -hmm. a lot, and I think that's changed these days because you know back in back in the old days when you could make money from you know an action music career just <laughs> on the regular yeah. you know having a song in a commercial was always kind of a bummer like i remember hearing um zeppelin's rock and roll and a cadillac c- commercial and just being like oh man like <laughs> no <laughs> but you know these like i just heard a tame Paula song in some Ad for something the other day and, you know, didn't feel the same way. I was like, oh, great. They're making some money. Yeah. The stigma has changed. For sure. It certainly has. Maybe gone away. Um, You know, helping sell products like cars and iPods. (laughs) Pretty ridiculous. (laughs) But the, um, you know, it's one thing when you take an original song and repurpose it to help sell a certain, uh, you know, item and you change the lyrics to adapt to the product what? Oh, that, yeah. that you're selling, oh. and that's that's when it gets into some real right. next level human garbage. I'm bracing for this. So this is um, this is a an advertisement to sell uh, bounce dryer sheets to the. Uh, <laughs> oh, you
2: know what? I love this song. Actually, no, to, the, the, to <laughs> the
0: song of the outfield's uh, "Your Love." Oh, so Let's, Wait, let's hear on. "Your Love" in this uh, bounce uh, dryer sheets ad. Harry's meeting clients from
4: far away, but they only see his wrinkles. He's gotta play it cool to see the deal. Better find a way to smooth things over. If only Harry used something bounce to glide. Yeah, he would be less wrinkly and winning at love. Oh my <laughs> god. So
2: we're- for, we're gonna add the original to the playlist. That okay. is so horrible. Oh, that is yeah. about chilly. Oh. Didn't invest well if they just it's hung a... on for their 10 years, the 80s <laughs> revival would have carried oh. them through. How, oh, my, my,
0: it would be funnier if you know, uh, Bounce hit up the outfield and was like, We want to use your song, and the outfield was like, We'll rewrite the lyrics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: allow us
0: yeah Yeah, please allow us come on guys yeah I think they you know in that kind of thing where it's kind of in between where the lyrics get adapted to help sell a product yeah I think I saw one for like a Queen song for like you know a vacation thing where they like change the lyrics around to adapt to the product they were selling. It's just it's so gross. I Remember,
1: Alan Jackson had like uh, if I had money, tell you to do go out and buy a Mercury or two, and then they changed it to Ford truck, and he he, yeah. he redid it for Ford truck or two. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's a day in the studio. This is this, this had the whole band. <laughs> yeah, it's different from the original. Yeah,
2: the thing for me is like I remember there was a big deal when uh, I think the first Beatles song licensed for an ad was Taxman. Yeah. Like H and R Block or something, mm-hmm. but like the whole point is like the these British rock stars because it was uh, the post-war like taxing of uh, of people in England. That's why everybody had to leave. The Kinks like had a song about taxmen. Like it was this crippling tax code, and so the whole song is a fuck you to people collecting taxes. And then like H and R Block is licensing to like sell their product. Like nice. people are gonna yeah. be happy
0: about. Getting fucked over by the government, <laughs> pretty insane. Hey, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> well, thank you guys for your recommendations. Yeah. Hey, that was a pretty fun episode, episode, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thank, thank, thank you, Allison. Allison. Yeah, thank you Thanks for coming for Thanks yeah. for
3: having me, guys.
0: Yeah, we love you guys, and uh, uh, we'll see you next week. We'll catch you next week when it is uh, Caleb's pick, I believe. Yeah, yeah so right. stick around. We love you.